Uh, Hello and welcome to the David and David on Real Estate Podcast. We are today with Maud Leger from Sold Right Away. And we have a very exciting episode for everybody. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me today. Hey, Maud, it's a pleasure to have you on. We um we we met you a couple weeks ago at an event and you were like so full of enthusiasm and i know you've you've done a lot of these uh, podcasts you do your own up but so we thought what a perfect guest to have to uh lighten up our day and and make a great podcast with us Amazing. so we're really happy to have you here thank you yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you co-host your own podcast and you help realtors um, market their business. We we want to learn more about what you do with the type of services you provide and 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 how you help the industry. Yeah, so that's a long question. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we do sold right away. So we do marketing for realtors. Uh, I usually explain it in two ways. Like one way would be marketing the listing. So when the realtor has a house for sale, we'll go, we'll do the drone, the floor plans, the photos, the videos, all of that regarding the listing. And then for the realtor side, we do branding as well. So it's their for sale sign, their postcard to a farming area, their online strategy, um, all of that in terms of marketing themselves to get more listings, pretty much how we explain it. So, well, yeah, we want to dig down on all of that a little bit, but yeah. maybe let's start with, with a little bit more of your background. Like, how did you get into this? What's your history in the business? Yes, very cool. So I started in 2008. Um, long story short, I'm originally from Montreal. I uh, lived all my life in Montreal, went to school in communications uh, and started my own business after university doing videos and marketing for any type of companies. So I dug into marketing a motorcycle shop or construction companies to do how they could get more business pretty much and in the meantime i was also working in the film and tv industry uh in montreal so i was on set doing some random jobs pretty much on each different project so i got a work offer to move to ontario and um decided to move because i had the opportunity to learn english i didn't speak english then and uh, moved to Ontario to do videos for a weight loss company. So I knew nothing again about the industry. I just knew videos and marketing and how to get more business pretty much. So I started doing those videos for this weight loss company. It was educational. It was cool. It was like super trendy um, videos. We had some an awesome team that worked there. We, there was a web guy that was doing super cool website stuff, uh, ads. There were digital ads there. And so I learned a ton about new stuff and then again it was 2008 so it's it's a long time ago uh and then throughout that time i bought a house in hamilton uh, i was working downtown oakville i had no idea how far boats were in traffic in the morning <laughs> and uh, i lived there for eight months and while i was there i repainted stained the floors uh, sanded the stairs just, just did a few upgrades here and there because um, I kind of knew about renovations from back home a little bit. So I, I just did it for fun in my free time. And turns out I wanted to sell my house eight months later. And I told my realtor at the time, I'll do the photos. I've been a photographer for so many years. I've done so many videos. Let's do 
a video of you at the house explaining what the house uh, has to offer. She, she had never seen that before, so she just thought, oh, I don't know about that. And we did the first one. It was terrible. Let's just say. <laughs> uh, we both hated it, but I think it was a fun experience to do it for the first time. Um, and then from then, she liked the idea, though. So we started doing it for all her other listings because my house sold as well really, really fast. Back in 2008, it was really hard to sell a house. Uh, so all of that really fast uh, explanation for everything but she started using me for her listings and then she doubled her business within the first eight months so she started telling other people in her office saying hey i'm using this girl she's doing all this marketing for me i've doubled my business uh, so other agents were like whoa wait a minute i want to do that too so i started with just a handful of realtors started doing it for them on my free time and then i fell in love with the industry i just love the fast turn around like coming from this movie industry that takes three months to do something or even the promo uh, videos for companies that would take sometimes three to six months uh, i loved real estate for that reason um love to see different houses every day working with so many different realtors and personality so i was really able to uh, tailor each video to who they were and then help them attract their own clients for their own listings. Uh, and that's the background story of how Sold Right Away started uh, back then. And then I grew from then to today. I have a team now. Uh, we do still online, offline marketing, um, but for realtors only. And it's and it's right in your name. The, the, you know how the company started and and the pace sold right away yes yes sold right away was uh super important to me because it meant for me i was going to work on a new project every day at some point i was doing eight to ten houses a day uh and i would edit at night until 3 a.m and i would get back out in the morning go shoot more houses and meet more realtors and i, I just i just loved it so and, and you and you kept it exclusive to the real estate industry so you didn't try and go back to the other things to do and just build up the brand that way yeah which i did like sometimes clients would come back to me old clients and say can you please do it uh it was so great and we've kept a couple clients since the day that went back to other companies came back and uh but we what is my true passion really is real estate um it's just what it is but at the same time if people come and want to work with us we're not going to say no <laughs> right and it's a combination of of videos and and still pictures too like you're you're doing all the photography yeah for yeah. anybody that's going to sell their their property to market their property We've evolved throughout the years too. Started with just photos and video, uh, then did more lifestyle kind of videos. We did drone uh, when nobody else kind of was doing drone. We started drone when Matterport came out. Like I was looking for a way to do uh, the virtual tour, which at the time I really didn't like putting a tripod in a room and having it go through. It made the houses so distorted. Uh, and the creativity wasn't there. So when Matterport came out, I heard about it and um, I ordered it, pre-ordered it online. I had to go pick it up in the States because they wouldn't deliver to Canada. 
so I brought it in here and it was so awesome. It was such a, a difference in terms of a virtual tour that that was the new thing. And I feel like I've always wanted to innovate and see what else can be done and how else can we use what we're doing uh, to help the realtors really. Mode, I, I, I'm shocked. I love Matterport. I think it's the best virtual service uh, out there. But um, have you ever tried the virtual goggles and the Matterport app? No, I have not, which is why oh I know. <laughs> honestly, like this is it's a shocking product. It's yeah. been around. I, you know, I've had these goggles. You look yeah. so funny. Like, you know, you look like you have four eyes when you wear them. But you can literally open up the Matterport on your app and download any listing out there. Yeah. And you can literally check out the house in 3D and walk through the whole house without leaving the comfort of your of your home. It's the most ridiculous piece of technology out there that nobody in the industry is using. And it's just shocking to me yeah. because... If you take one of these virtual glasses into a listing presentation with you, I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad your listing presentation is. Once the seller puts on those goggles and sees another listing in 3D and experiences, you know, what a 3D virtual tour really should be experienced like, because, you know, those, those Matterport virtual tours on the laptop and the computer and the phone, they're great. But once you put on these goggles and see that, like you can move your head up and down and like check out details and like look around and stand in a room and it, it, it just reacts to everything you do. And then in, in real time, you can actually walk through the whole house because what happens is you, you have these dots on the screen. And once you align your, your vision perfectly with that dot and you hold for three seconds, it takes you to the next part of the room. So with your, without your using your hands, with your, you know, with your facial expressions only, you can literally walk through the whole house, upstairs, downstairs, basement, look around. Like it's incredible. And and realtors are not using this technology to market listings. And like for me, it's shocking. Yeah. Sometimes it does take time for people to catch on, which is okay because like the virtual tour um, was the only way to do a house before a video came along. People loved it. So, so I say, I see sometimes th things will take time. I started with like, for example, QR codes. Like I had QR codes on all the brochures I was making for realtors. I had a QR code on my car and then that was 2015. People were, didn't even know what that was. You couldn't put your phone and look at it. It wasn't simple enough to use. And then I let it go and then changed my mind. It was like, no more QR code, whatever. And then COVID hit, then QR code became huge because of the restaurants and not having to uh, pick up things. So those virtual glasses that have been around for a few years, they're going to pick up. They're going to come back and it's going to be all around. Everybody are going to use it. And I know it. I can... I can tell, but it is yeah. super cool. You're right. Cool too. And I agree with you on the QR codes, by the way, because I, I used to be a big proponent of QR codes back in day two, but they were awkward, right? Because you had to have a QR app. app. People oh. didn't have the app, right? So even though, you know, I, I, I remember I have this friend of mine, like, and he's he's this amazing marketer. And he came up with this um, uh, illustration book with all these amazing digital illustrations 
And then if you wanted more information about each illustration, you could scan the QR code and then linked to a Vimeo video about yeah. how that digital illustration was made, right? So it was like a way to bring the book to life because what you could do is, you know, you could all of a sudden start interacting with something that you could never interact with before, right? Yeah. But it didn't pick up. And, and I never understood that because as a consumer, you know, I think giving people the ability to really engage and dive deep and, and, and you know, explore as many layers about what's being communicated that is up to them is fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, it, it just, people are not using this technology correctly, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think you're, to go back to the goggles thing, the technology is not being used yet because it's not simple enough. You have to have the glasses. So if I'm a realtor or, and then I have to bring the glasses to my client at their house to view a house, like we, like there's something there that's, it's going to come that where it's going to be so much simpler. I don't know what it is, but at that point, it's going to go and everybody's going to use it. And I think that's what it is. It's there's that little glitch that prevents everybody from doing it right now. Yeah, I think you're right, because there's still that extra step. Like you'd have to go and give them the goggles. If you're going to go give them the goggles, why not just take them to see the house in person? Yeah. But eventually everybody will will just own a pair of goggles. It'll be like buying a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. They'll just have one. Oh, you want to see this? Just put on your your goggles that you have because everybody's got one yeah. it doesn't cost a lot and, and you know you just replace it it'll just be part of what we have right yeah like headphones it would come with it yeah it, it'll yes. it'll get easier and it'll get less expensive but i think that's the future but like we're all you know we, we all adapt differently to technology like i remember david he just you know a few weeks ago a few weeks ago we were at, at realtor quest and we set up there as as exhibitors and we've got our our banners behind us and we've got QR codes on it and we've got business cards that have QR codes on it. And so if they just use that almost there's all the information about our firm is instantly on their phone. They can save it. They can store it. There's all kinds of information. So many people would still rather pick up a card and put it in a, in their pocket or in a bag that, and they're collecting it. And I'm saying like, you don't have to take it because you know, you're going to throw it out of it. Just, use the QR code and you've got the information, to, but still people know I want the card, right? Yeah. Eventually that won't happen anymore, but you know, we all adapt to technology in our own time. Yeah. And then as soon as it's going to be easy, easier, I don't know, there's going to be something right now, picking up a card is still easier than taking out your phone, opening the camera and taking a picture and making sure it works. So I don't know. It, it's everybody is different. You're right. But, but David Corman, imagine working with an international buyer and FedExing them a copy of these goggles and saying, hey, we're going to jump on some virtual appointments and you don't even have to leave the house. I'm going to show you five houses that I think are going to be amazing for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. The only thing they can't do is smell the house. Like they can see everything, but they That's, can't. Sometimes, sometimes you want to go in a house because you want to smell the house. But... <laughs> The cookie smell, the fresh cookie smell on the open house day, and sometimes it's other smells. Maybe you could send that to them also, the fresh baked cookie smell <laughs> to go along with it. <laughs> the envelope as they open up the goggles, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's so many ideas out there. But I, I, I think 
adoption has a lot to do, like it's a two-way conversation. You know, I, I think as realtors, you know, we have to start using this technology and getting comfortable with it, right? And then there's going to be an adoption from, from the industry, right? Like if we don't push this technology and use it, then there's going to be no adoption coming from, from the consumer side, right? So I think, you know, the first step in the industry is for, for realtors to get really comfortable and understand the power of, of, of what this can, technology can do. And at the end of the day, you know, the tools are only as good as, as, as the effort or as the thought or as the, you know, marketing behind them, right? You can have the best computer, you can have the best camera, you can have the best drone, but if you're not using it correctly, right, then, then you're not going to get the, the effects that you need on the other side. Yeah, that's so true. Like you have competition, obviously, like, you know, people are taking pictures, people are doing virtual tours, people are doing videos. So how do you, what's your edge or your advantage, or how are you different to compete successfully against others that are trying to do something similar? Yeah, there's a few answers to that. Um, to talk about the, let's say the Matterport, I remember because when COVID hit, and then that's when I really saw an increase in competition in other companies or other people who were doing the Matterport. And then I realized we had realtors who would come in and say, ah, my photographer just took on Matterport, but it's not smooth, it's not done right, whatever. And then my edge at that point was I had been doing Matterport since the beginning. So I had a few years where I went through the struggles, I went through the misalignment the, uh, issues, I went through all of those learnings so the edge there was our Matterport tours were smooth. They were not bad or hard to use or whatever. So that was an advantage. Uh, more advantage too is we've been doing it for so long that we have gone through challenges. So I've seen houses being easy to sell. Like the realtor would put the sign on the on the lawn, the houses would sell. 2016, for example, like 20 and and 2021. So houses were easy to sell so they didn't really need photography so they were like man i i can just do it with my phone it's gonna sell no matter what so we had to put edge out there to be able to say i'm gonna help you get your next listing i'm gonna help you win at those uh, listing presentations you're doing because now it's so easy to sell a house sellers are interviewing more realtors they're trying to see who's going to give them the best options the best service the best price so i can help you with that because i have all the marketing background so we're not just photography and video and video tour i have all this whole marketing background that really really helps with realtors so when they hire a photographer to do the photos the photographer just goes and does photos when there's a background of marketing then we can help them give them the edge or uh, support them in terms of what else can you do to sell that house specifically or what else can you not do sometimes we say you know what maybe consider not doing a Matterport on this one I don't know it really depends on the house um, and that's that's an edge too so uh, there's too many things I have processes in place for my company uh, so the service they get is consistent throughout each experience each, li each listing uh, so many photographers, uh, we all use the same processes, the same technique, we're all trained, all the photographers we have are trained by me, so 
the experience is the same. It's not like where you hire a company and you don't know what you're going to get or you're going to get a photographer that's not as good or doesn't have the eye um, and stuff like that where, I don't know, there's so many. Are you doing printed materials too as part of it, like printed brochures and other marketing materials? Yes. Is part of your service too? Yes, yes. So every time uh, a realtor has a listing, we can take it from beginning to end for them. Uh, we can do the brochures, the postcard, can be a farm uh, postcard. We can do the Canada Post ad mail delivery. Uh, all the way to the sold, and when it's sold, the sold postcard to the neighborhood, uh, all the printing for their even for sale signs on the lawn, all of that to make sure it stays consistent. So one of the things I always tell realtors is look at your marketing, and does it look alike? Like, is it all consistent looking? If If your business card is different than your sign, than your feature sheet, than your website, uh, then you're competing against yourself in terms of consistency people don't recognize you necessarily they just see another piece from another realtor so if you're sending postcard to a neighborhood and they're all different then you're just missing out on that brand awareness or brand recognition uh, by competing really against yourself <laughs> mode just on a completely different uh question but this is something i always uh like to get into with photographers um, do you guys do full HDR pictures on your listings? <laughs> You're so funny. There is uh, so many different HDR. So yes, there's the the bad HDR, I would say. The one that makes all the lighting kind of sketchy, dark, yellow, and purple. And, and it doesn't look realistic. <laughs> yes. So that one is the bad one. We don't do that one, obviously. Uh, we can do merging. So it's, yes. I don't know if, I, if I'm going right? to technical, so but we merge different shots. Uh, and then we can add one shot that would have a flash, let's say, so that we can get the true color of the walls and the floors and all of that. So it's a merging. That's the true HDR way, but not the bad way. Right. And and when you do that, do you take the pictures in, in different exposure settings and then use a software piece to merge them together? Correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I love that service. I, I think, um, you know, there's certain properties that only should be shot in HDR. Yes. Um, and, and, and what it does is it eliminates all the shadows and really brings the indoor outdoor as well, extremely well. And, and the pictures just have a very different feel to them. Um, so I, I think realtors need to really understand. Can you explain like what is HDR and why should realtors, you know, ask for this service? Yeah. So HDR, it's it's high dynamic range, really. So it, it shows different exposure. The realtor doesn't really need to know the technicality behind how it's done, just to make sure to ask if it's going to be HDR, yes or no. And if it's going to show um, the outdoor, indoor, like you mentioned. So if you're a realtor and you have a super nice backyard to show, you don't want the windows to be blown that they're white. And then sometimes you do want them a little bit brighter so that you don't show, let's say, if there's neighbors, like uh, in a subdivision where you, there's like so many neighbors, you want to blow them out a little bit, but not too much. So you still need the HDR no matter what. You still need to have multiple exposure. So it's done um, 
where, where the camera's on a tripod, the photographer's there to do the multiple exposure and then goes home and edit them together. So you can't just take a photo and walk away. I think you need to have uh, the multiple exposures to be able to blend them together. So the blending shows you a super dark indoors where the windows really perfect shown and then a super bright indoors where the uh, windows is over. It's like white, you can't see it. And then you merge that. So you end up with no shadows. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's brilliant. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of been my secret weapon in, in my pictures because um, they just really stand out and, 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 you know, really showcase the property in its, in its bed light. And especially with these wide angle lenses, you know, as you're photographing space that extends quite a bit, you know, the lighting changes, right? Because if you're standing here and you're taking a picture, you know, like of, of a long, basically, room, the lighting is going to be different in different sections of the room. And if, if you don't take out the shadows, then the photo looks, you know, it, it changes as you get further away from your photo point. Yeah, you could be in a dark area with a super bright back area that's so bright you can't even see. Or you can be in a very bright area where the back is so dark because there's no windows. So that's why having the different exposure will blend the whole thing together and make one perfect photo love it and i and i love the explanation so uh realtors listening make sure you ask yes is it hdr photo is it true hdr and if 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 it's going to be taken in a tripod because a lot of the new cameras have the hdr feature built in like our phones have the hdr feature built in but i just i don't find that those pictures are true hdr photos that's a good point because a few years ago um people started doing HDR with an actual professional camera, but it was one photo. And the differentiator there was that it would merge it through the camera. So you didn't need a tripod, but it would make a JPEG image. And a JPEG was a low quality raw, it, it wasn't raw, so it was a low quality image. When we do it the way we do it, we do raw images. So they're heavier, they're, the the depth of field is is very clear. There's no noise uh, on the image, and I think that's that's a huge difference. We're merging raw images to give you a JPEG to use because you need a JPEG. Uh, but we start with raw. We don't start with one automatically automatically made JPEG. Yeah. So I I know lots of technical information, but I think the differentiating factor is. You know, do you take pictures in different exposures and then use a software to merge them together? Or, you know, how do you get your HDR photography done? Because if you don't ask that question, you might be disappointed. True, true, true. Yeah, I want to just turn the conversation a little bit because part of what we've been talking about so far is marketing and presenting particular real estate properties, you know, like how to how to do it. But the other part of, of what you do, I think, is is helping realtors market themselves, True. right? Yeah. To, you know, you touched on a little bit about making sure all your materials are consistent, your cards are consistent with your signs, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, but what else should a, a realtor be doing to create that image, that persona, that professionalism that helps them with to do a presentation, et cetera, and just to be out there, just general advertising marketing to, yeah. to create that reputation? 
So out there, marketing, number one, I always go back to consistency. Keep your branding consistent. Have a strong branding. So start with something that's strong to begin with, a strong way to see your name, something that would stand out, um, that is not um, hard to read or, or something that's done professionally, basically. Like if you do it in, I don't know, a word... <laughs> document, whatever. It's not a strong branding. So get, get a strong branding done to begin with. And then in terms of marketing strategies for yourself to grow your business, I would say mix online and offline strategies. So mixing online and offline strategies would mean in terms of marketing, offline would be in-person, face-to-face, uh, touches, I call them. So uh, a face-to-face touch could be being involved in the neighborhood, being involved in the community, being part of a group or a board, could be a school board, business chamber boards, things like that. Um, so that's all offline strategies. You can be doing events in the park. You see those realtors always do clients appreciation events in the neighborhood. Um, and then offline strategy are usually farmed. So farming would be pick an area, pick a target market. It doesn't, if they're not in the same area, it could be like divorces or estate sales. If you don't want to pick an area, if you want to pick a category type thing. Uh, and then the more you're going to narrow down your marketing, the more results you're going to get. So that's a really key, important point. Offline, mm -hmm. narrow down as much as possible. Realtors are often scared of that because we ask them, who's your target market? Anyone, anyone who's buying a house. And I get that. So if you're buying and selling houses as a realtor, anyone is your potential customer, but where are your marketing dollars being spent? That's where you need to narrow it down. Because if you spend your money on everyone, you're gonna throw spaghetti to the wall and see what sticks. But if you narrow down your marketing dollars, then you're, de you're definitely gonna get more results out of each dollar you're spending on your marketing. You know, if that, that's a way to explain it. Uh, and that's all for offline. And then we ha have all the same thing going on online. So it could be social media, videos, um, digital ads, email newsletters, CRM, workflows, all of that. Uh, planned strategy on the other end. That's like a two hour conversation, but <laughs> narrowed down in a couple minutes. Well, Mo, I, I definitely agree that niching down is probably, you know, the the wisest strategy any any business owner for that matter can do uh, to focus their marketing message and to drive more results to your business, right? Um, if you try to throw mud everywhere, very little sticks, right? But if you know where you're throwing your mud, um, everything becomes easier. And um, you know, we were—I uh, I was meeting with my with my team today. We were talking about marketing, and and we were saying that, you know, if if you have something to say, right, people will listen. But you need to know who you are and who you appeal to in order to, to really have something to say. And if you just try to say anything to anybody, then nobody's going to listen, right? So that idea of, of niching down is so important. And realtors need to really learn how to add more value and, and how to say different things to the marketplace, right? Because when, when, I, when I look at realtors and the marketing that they put out there, 
know, just listed, just sold. What's your favorite kitchen? Like it is so unoriginal, right? And it it really doesn't, you know, do anything ultimately for the final consumer. Like unless the consumer is like in the market to buy or sell a house, right? They're not going to care about just listed. Hey, I just listed this property. So what? You know, nobody cares, right? So how do you, you know, how do you say something and get people to listen? And how do you put out content that's valuable to the end consumer? Super good question. So I think realtors are often marketing with ideas on the fly. Oh, I got to do a post. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So then they're like really not purposeful with their marketing. So I think when you're talking about content and what what's my advice to realtors to create better content is to sit down, step back, look, what are you going to talk about? Why are you going to talk about? Who are you targeting in your content? So if you're able to answer simple questions like that to begin with, you're already a step ahead because you're already going to be more purposeful and yielding better results with your marketing. So from doing that, you can create one piece of content and then repurpose it. So I, I said divorces earlier. I could do it with anyone, but let's start with that. Like if you're going to, if you have an expertise as a divorcee yourself and you want to target divorces or something like that, then what do people want to hear about? What's, what tips do they need to hear about? What thing do you know that would be helpful to someone else? Start with that. Then answer that question in a blog article. Then in your blog article, you can have maybe five tips for divorcees selling a house. Then those five tips become five posts you can use online. Then those five posts can be merged into five videos. It can be one long video, five short videos. Now you're repurposing your content. You're being strategic about it. Then you end up having a lot of content you can put on, on there that's targeted to specific people. Then you can redo it with any type of target market. You can do it with someone that just um, got a new job, got a new job, need to upscale. Um, move or whatever it is, get a bigger house, move closer to work, closer to commute, do that piece of content, work the process, use it and repurpose it. Uh, then you can do it. I don't know. Like now I can just go with all ideas. Could be someone who's just having a baby. If you had a baby and you know the struggle, then you can just write content about it. It makes you relatable as a realtor. It makes you approachable and people are going to connect with you more than if you're just just listed just sold just listed just sold i i think gary v was like the king of repurposing content i don't know if you saw his slide deck on because you know what gary v is famous for is he's famous for his speaking engagements right so you know he used to do all these speaking engagements and as he was on stage you would come up with these you know, these crazy ideas a lot of the time on the fly, right? Because he's so well-versed in, in marketing. But then what he, his team would do is they would take his speech and break it down and repurpose it on all these different social media platforms. So he would have like a different post for LinkedIn. He would have a different post for Instagram. He would have a different post for Facebook. He would create like blog articles and like he kind of drew a, a, a flow chart 
of how to repurpose content, right? And and it's all out there. It's like a 120 page present, uh, PowerPoint presentation that anybody can find. Just Google Gary V repurposing uh, content presentation. It's out there. It's it's flowing on the web, but it's very useful to take you know one idea and to create a whole bunch of content around it, just like you explained as well. Yeah, we do that with coaching. I have coaching with realtors. I did uh, group coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we go through that process where we're like, all right, what is your target market? Who, why? And then it always starts with anyone. And then we're like, okay, okay, all right, now who? Now what does this person in particular want to hear about? Then we do the same process. So what, I mean, I know you touched, you said that realtors are afraid because, you know, they think they're going to limit their market, but why don't more realtors go through this process and through this thought process in their business? It's scared. I, I think, I think it's the scaredness of losing on business. Like the mentality of, oh, well, if I only speak with divorce, say there's so many other people who might be interested in buying and selling that I'm not going to get. And I think it's that, that being scared of losing a listing. And I know uh, realtors are really the business is on them so if they make a mistake it's on them like if you're a realtor and then I don't know you, you don't produce anything you don't do anything it's on you it, it's you didn't do the work so I think that mentality is I need as many listings as possible I need to talk to as many people as possible is out there to begin with where they want to target everyone to get as many listings because it it's not like you're selling something so specific to begin with, it's like you're selling shoes. You, you, anybody needs shoes, but then like Nike did it. Like, who are you selling shoes? I know she saw the Nike uh, movie, but like, it's like who and why? And then, like, it's all of that. You're not just selling houses. Like you're selling to a specific, you're dealing with a specific person. And that's a big business uh, mentality move marketing wise, strategic wise that a lot of realtors maybe don't have that background. Uh, a lot of realtors are not business, don't have a business background. They don't know that they don't treat it as a business as much as others. And that's where that's the big differentiator there. Um, once you start treating it like a business, you start thinking strategically about your decisions in your business. What realtors don't realize in what you said, Mode, is that if they're only speaking to people who are going through a divorce situation, right? I think they're thinking, hey, those are only the clients I'm going to get. But that's so not true, because even individuals that are not going through a divorce situation are still watching and absorbing that content and saying, hey, look at this professional realtor that's giving this great advice. And, you know, perhaps it's not 100 percent applicable to my situation. But you know what, Tony, my next door neighbor, I'm going to send this to him. Because I know he is going through a divorce. And by the way, you know what? This realtor is, is professional. He's well-dressed. He's well-groomed. He knows what he's talking about. You know what? I'm going to give him a call because we're thinking about moving, right? So, you, you know, you're out there. You're speaking to a specific audience. You're, you're giving information. But by attrition, you're also attracting other clients that are not in that particular niche that are also absorbing your content. Yes, totally, totally, totally. That's that's a perfect way to, to put it. So it's a little bit less scary. 
And that's a great example. And that, and that translates to just about any profession too. You're sort of holding yourself out that you have some particular expertise in maybe a more difficult part of what you do. In that case, you know, just divorces is a great example. You know, in my business, some, you know, we have a reputation as a law firm that we're really good on assignments, but it doesn't mean we want to just do assignments. But, but if you have an assignment, we're the experts. If you've got a non-resident selling a property, we're the experts. We know how to do that. But in in just establishing ourselves as having certain expertise, it just, well, if they can do those, they can do my basic transaction. It's a simpler transaction. They should be able to handle that, no problem. But I want the pros to act for me. So it's it, it translates so well, just that you have to show that you're a professional and you've got a particular niche and particular expertise it brings so much more business to you that you can't be afraid to do that. You can't, that doesn't mean it, it never works the other way that you get defined as only being able to do divorcees. It'll never happen that way. I've never met a realtor who's only doing one thing and defined, like you said, as doing one thing. It's, it's, you're right. <laughs> so and part of what you're doing mode is you're helping realtors by you know by coaching them basically the co there's a coaching aspect to it helping them come up with the strategies and and narrowing things down and finding their niches etc but then you take it a step further i'm assuming to help on the implementation side which yes. i know is where a lot of people struggle too a lot of people have great ideas but how do i implement it like you know i need help there I think that's a big point that you just mentioned. Sometimes, uh, even myself, you would have a coach that helps you through something, you have those great ideas, you have a plan, and you don't execute. So the execution is way more valuable than the idea. Sometimes you can have an okay idea and educate, execute it and get so much more results than having the most amazing idea and not doing anything, right? So I think having a coach that's there to help you with the thinking, the brainstorming. Again, a realtor, you're often yourself and your business is very lonely. You need to bounce ideas. You need to grow your mindset into your marketing, your strategic thinking, your planning. So that business coach helps for that, but also you need someone who's gonna keep you accountable to actually do it. So the actions are way more valuable um, on a day-to-day -day basis for sure. Mode, if you had to um, tell a realtor today that there's, you know, some piece of technology or three tools that they absolutely have to get behind in their business, what would it be in 2023? Ooh, a piece of technology. Let's go with CRM. Okay. All right, CRM, that's one. That's an old one. It's an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, a lot of realtors still to this day don't have a CRM, don't use a CRM, or they talk about it, they want to use it, but it gets, it's convoluted, it's overwhelming. You just tell a realtor, do you have a CRM? Yes, I do. They always, like, first, it's almost a defensive <laughs> answer. Um, but yeah, so it would be, pick a CRM and use it. So not necessarily have the most expensive CRM, just have something you're gonna use and then pick away at it every day. Have it happen. That would be, that's where you're gonna get some results in my opinion right now.
but and and don't get bogged down on which CRM to use. It it honestly makes no difference. They're all the same. They all have similar features. Pick one and use it. That's the best CRM for you, yes. right? And yes. then just do it, right? On to the next question. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like pick one and use it. That was the same thing. I had photographers who would come and ask me, which camera should I get? The best camera to get is the one you're going to use. So just get to it. Don't wait to have the most amount of money to get the biggest in whatever. I send with the CRM. Don't get the most convoluted one because you're never going to use it. Pick yeah. one, use it. Stop. I've had the realtors who changed their mind for six months. Tried one, changed their mind. Try my, it's so much more work. It could be a two-year process to get it, it. That's exactly what that question turns into in the typical real estate world. And, and it's just not acceptable, right? It, 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 as a professional, it's just not acceptable to take two years to make a choice as to which CRM you're using. If you're struggling with that question, honestly, you know, uh, pick pick a name out of a hat and use it. It doesn't matter, right? It, it, it just, you have to be consistent in, in what you choose. And, and they're all going to have, uh, you know, quirks and, 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 and things that you like and dislike. And it doesn't matter as long as you use one and stop procrastinating on making the decision to which one you're going to use. It doesn't matter. Yes, I'm perfect to say that. I say that to realtors, but it took me a long time myself to get a CRM. And then I changed three times when I first got one because I went through the same process. It's like this new shiny object is there. So you want to try it on. So I, I can work now with realtors and then I catch them from the start and not make them wait for six months to two years. I, th I think we can all agree that one of the greatest marketing company in, in the modern day world has been Nike. You know, you, you mentioned it before. And, and how brilliant was that slogan that they came up with? I don't know how many years ago already. That was simple. Just do it. Yes. Right. And, and that is the whole key. Just do it. Figure out what it is, but do it. Just do it. And, and I use that as, as a motivating factor all the time sometimes. And, and I, I went through that with, with my kids sometimes. My daughter in particular, she would struggle you know, in school. Or did I do this or do that? Or should I get this done or that? And sometimes I would just say to her, Nike. And, she, <laughs> and that was the only message I'd give. Like, Dad, what should I do? Nike. And <laughs> she knew what that meant. It means just do it. Like, get it down. Get a draft down. Do a something. And then you could take a look at it. But don't get, we all get bogged down in spinning our wheels and not sure and how to get started. And I know as a lawyer, like, I, I struggle with that sometimes. But I know the best thing I could do is get something down on paper. It might be a bunch of crap when you look at it five minutes later but at least you got something to work with and then you start going after it but if you don't get we start spinning our wheels and don't get started so just everybody remember that nike, nike. just do it nice love it yeah any any other technology mode that stands out that realtors need to have in the arsenal in 2023 I guess if you don't have the Matterport already, if you're not using it or using a com company that does it, um, I would say technology wise, have a partner. If you like, I, I don't recommend to be honest for realtors to have everything and own everything and do it all. It gets expensive and you're not an expert at it. So again, if you're gonna have a partner in your marketing that has the technology you can rely on, they can guide you through it. So I think it's that open mind of 
who can I work with that can help me? So it's not just in marketing. It could be also uh, uh, the best lawyer out there who offers, um, I don't know, the DocuSign that so many realtors and lawyers, like something like that. What can you leverage? Uh, so it's not just technology in general, photos, HDR, video, Matterport, drone, turn stuff in your marketing, but in your business, as a business, what can you leverage uh, in partnership that will get you the most advanced technology up to today? Because technology changes. The Matterport one was terrible. Like <laughs> now, like when you look at it. So I think it's all, what can you leverage? So I think the biggest advice here would be probably leverage. Love it. And maybe explain how your services work for those that are hopefully paying attention to all this when they watch this. Like if they want to retain you, how, how do you charge? How what, what type of fees are involved? How does that part of your business work? Yeah, so it's a conversation. At first, we have like a 15-minute discovery call where we just literally do a Zoom call with someone and ask them, what do you need? Uh, are you looking right now for listings? Do you, are you heavy on listings? And then you don't have time to deal with a photographer, a floor plan company, a marketer, a postcard. Like, do you deal with multiple different vendors and partners? Do you need to consolidate that? So for your listings, then the conversation, if that's not your issue, if you don't have listings, some realtors will say, I don't have any listings this year. It's been rough. Then we say, what can we do to help you with your branding? Uh, services for listings, they're pretty much simple. You choose what you need and then you, the flat fee is there for photography, video, drone. Uh, for branding, then it's more of a consultation. What do you need? Do you need the whole thing? Or do you need just a logo to start? Uh, for sale sign and business cards are the most common and that we can explain again how that would be priced uh, and if you're not sure and if you're just starting or if you've been a realtor for a while but now the market has been difficult for you we can do the coaching part and the coaching can be one-on-one -on -one. Uh, and then we establish a schedule we establish what works for you for your budget uh, there's no like oh it's going to be this much uh, it's more what do you need and then do you need three months um, to start and not, not more? I've had realtors who literally just did a three-month program, set them up for success, re really kept them accountable and grew their business. And then at that point, they have a structure that they can follow. So they don't need the coaching for life. They just need to get back into it pretty much. That's amazing. I, I love the fact that it's a more tailored solution for each individual agent. And it's not a one size fits all. Um, I, I think that's, um, you know, I think that's a very compelling argument for any realtor to have a, to sit down and at least have a conversation and, and see what you can do for their business. Yeah. Yeah. Trends are moving fast. So it's not uh, one thing that is set in stone, really, is how can we evolve with you and innovate? throughout sometimes you don't know what you're what you don't know you don't know what you're missing you don't know what's out there you don't know that there's other options you don't know that you you don't realize you've been successful up to a certain point but maybe you've become stagnant because yeah. everybody else is doing things has moved on and they're doing things a little bit differently and there's technologies that you may not be as familiar with and, and not and sometimes it just won't fit for that particular realtor but there might be something else that works well for them you're so. right. If they're uh, 
stagnant to keep doing the same thing over and over again, but the market changes and they see a dip in their business, they just need a little bit of support. What else can you do? What can you, what one thing can you do? Add to your time blocks throughout the week uh, that would help you step back up into it. Love it. And, and we always talk about, you know, working with the, with the realtors that aren't just sitting around waiting for the market to improve, yes. right? Because when is that going to be? And how long is that going to take? But there's so many that just do that as opposed to, okay, we're in, this is the market today and who knows what it's going to be a month. What can I do right now to grab more than my market share or to get myself set up when it gets really busy? Can I handle it if it gets really busy? You know, we look at that as a law firm too. Like, what are we doing right now? Do we have enough staff? Do we have too much staff? But what happens if all of a sudden the market does change and are we equipped to do it? Are, you know, can we move as quickly? What's the latest thing? You always have to be looking at these things as small business owners to try and anticipate it and not just sit around saying, okay, well, market's not that good right now. So we're, we'll take more time off. And, and when the market's better, we'll, we'll be busier. You, you can't wait. You got to be a little more proactive have some sort of strategy in place. Strategy is huge. Like having a strategy in place and then some sort of time blocks in your schedule to make sure you're hitting those milestones that you want. Because you're right. Like for uh, listings are what? 40% down or they were 40% down a couple like this year so far. But what does that mean? Like forget how many listings percentage wise is down because that doesn't mean you personally have to be affected that way. You can keep doing your lead generating. You can keep doing your income generating activities. What are the actions you can do? Uh, and in a down market is when you want to market yourself. In the up market, that's why you want to market yourself to get more listings. Like, right? It's always how you're going to, basically, you always want to market yourself. <laughs> Well, this has been, I think, very helpful for anybody that's that watches this to know there's more that they can be doing. Yes. There are tools available. There's people like you out there, and maybe you, and I'm, you know, I think you're doing it better than lots of others, and the, you know, and that's why you've got that edge over some of your competition. And and part of it is your enthusiasm and your, you know, and that you've been doing this for a long period of time, so you've already ironed out some of the issues that others that you're competing with or, or doing it. So I think it's, you know, I would recommend anybody to, uh, to check you out from that for that purpose. Say, hey, David. Yeah. Old right away. Check her out right away. I think that's the, uh, that's the theme of, of the podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I think marketing is really important and, um, you know, sometimes having a second set of eyes is, is, is really important as well. And, um, you know, this has been great, great conversation, lots of really great information for uh, for realtors to take away. Thank you. It was great to talk to you both. You have great questions. I think it gets me going and I do have, uh, I'm super enthusiastic about all of these topics. So, <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, listen, great uh, for having you on. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Mom. You.